welcome to another episode of Wendy Says Things. Today, I'm going to take a little bit of a departure because I want to talk to you about the wasps, wasps, <laughs> the wasps that are living in the threshold of my house. I rent a little house, it's a teeny tiny 432 square foot house, and it has a front door that's wooden with a pane of glass in it and it has a glass door that doesn't close all the way and a while ago I had wasps hanging out in my in between the doors and they'd like tap on the glass because they'd like run into it on like the inner glass and the outer glass anyway it was making noise and one of them got in the house and so now I've got a wasp in my house. I've got cathedral ceilings, so it's, and I don't have a ladder, so I can't, even if I wanted to, I could not trap the wasp in a Tupperware like you might a spider. Because it's a wasp, and you do not want to agitate the wasp and have a stinging incident. So to get the wasp out of my house, I took my broom, and put it bristles up. Um, the wasp was hovering around a light in my kitchen, the ceiling light. So I like lifted the bristly, <laughs> bristly part of the broom up there, and then asked the wasp if it would please um, step onto the bristles of the broom so that I might release it back outside, where it would be happier and I, I would be happier and so whether or not the wasp understood me or not it did climb onto the broom and then what happened is um, I didn't have like the angles all planned out because it's a small house and it's kind of tiny trying to get the broom out the front door um, the wasp and the wasp didn't end up all the way out Side. And so, you know, about 15 minutes later, we did the whole thing again. <laughs> the wasp buzzing around the light, and I am up there with the bristles of the broom, apologizing and saying things like, okay, this time I, w I promise I will get you all the way out. I won't panic right when we get to the door. And so the wasp climbed onto the broom's bristles the second time, and I took, I went to the door and let it outside. Now, the next day, this wasp, and I think another one, I think there were two wasps, wasps buzzing around my doors and trying to get in there. They looked like they were gonna maybe make a nest there, and this was making me agitated because I do not want a wasp nest, did not want a wasp nest around my front door because that's not wise. So I'm like, banging on the door from the inside saying, you don't want to build your wasp here. And when I got agitated and banged on the window, the wasp flew at the glass and also got agitated. And so then I was like, okay, so this is not working now. I have an agitated wasp hanging out in between my doors. And, and if I'm going to have a wasp in between my doors, I want a calm, peaceful wasp. So... I brought my energy level back down and was kind of like, 
I tried using reason, you know, I'm like, but you don't want to live here, look at me, I'm in and out all the time, that's a lot of traffic uh, that, you, that you don't need if you built your wasp nest somewhere else. But the long and short of it is that the wasp did indeed build um, the wasp nest in between the doors, um, right up by the arm mechanism that, com that comes and goes. I've been documenting this on my Instagram because I have a lot of feelings about this. So um, once the wasps began to build, you know, I would pause in the threshold and kind of check in, like, hey wasps, are you feeling stingy today? Because <laughs> I don't want to be stung. You know, and I know that uh, wh while the research says that wasps don't really sleep at night, that they do go into what's called a dormant state, and really I don't understand what the difference is because that whatever, potato, potato, as far as I'm concerned. So maybe they sleep with one eye open, I don't know. Um, so I know that I could remove this wasp nest at night, um, but I did not. Instead, I've been documenting it. And so there were about 10 cells that she built, and now I have four wasps. There's this, this weekend, a couple, uh, three of them climbed out of their little transformative cells and are living in between my doors. And it happened that I was really busy this weekend, so I was coming and going quite a lot. And I kind of looked up, <coughs> and I've learned a little bit about wasp behavior, or I feel like I have. I could be completely off base, but it seems to me that when the wasp gets agitated, because I've like moved too quickly through the spot or startled her or whatever, that her wings kind of V out and feels like she's getting ready to fly at me. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want that. So, um, so yeah, I have living peacefully with wasps between the threshold, and I think a lot about liminal spaces, uh, the places between. And in fact, for a long time on Twitter, I had my location set as liminal space mm -hmm. because I think there's a lot of truth that can be found between what we think we know about the world and what there is to know about the world. And there's so many levels with which we experience our lives. So we experience our lives like on a, at a sensational level. Um, our skin and our hearing and our sight um, our very physical being we interact with the world. And then we also experience um, an emotional interaction with our world. Joy, happiness, sadness, grief, surprise, astonishment, fear, anger. Um, then we have an intellectual relationship. What we think about things, our philosophy, our philosophy, our philosophy um, trying to make sense of our 
physical interaction and our emotional interaction and thinking things that might or might not be true and putting theories out there and testing them and you know I think really when you're using your mind to its greatest advantage is when you are constantly questioning and reevaluating is this true what's going on here um, why am I feeling this way what can I I, I don't want to feel this way what can I do to let this feeling pass through <laughs> a little bit quicker. Um, uh, so, let's see. Then, to our really most authentic way of interrelating to the world, I feel, is our spirit relationship. And I think that our spirit it's kind of that je ne sais quoi, it's the I don't know part of life. And it's in that it's within that nexus that that's the liminal space. That's the space between if you stripped away our thoughts, emotions, and bodies, the spirit is what would remain. And that spirit is also the nexus when we're at our most authentic of integrating the other levels of the way that we interact with the world. So this, I'm going to tie this back into the wasp because I have a lot of fear, I had a lot of fear about letting wasps live in my threshold, in my liminal space between my inner and outer world. I have a small house, I very rarely have visitors. There's just not room for another person. There's just really not room for another person in my place. I mean, there is. But uh, it's small. So I kind of, if the micro, if the little thing, rep you know, represents the big thing, and the big things in life represent the little things, um, which is a philosophical way of approaching the world. It's, it's one way to approach it. So that means that something small happens, it means to pay attention to the greater, like what does it mean if you were to more widely uh, apply it. So one of the things that I've learned um, with trying to coexist and cohabitate peacefully with a what's now a growing wasp nest, there's four, I think I said, three more have emerged from their cells. It's, it's like I, I'm motivated to have a peaceful relationship with these wasps because I do not want to be stung. And there's no sting limit for wasps. They'll just keep stinging you. You can get a lot of st and And I'm told that it hurts. I don't think I've ever been stung by a wasp. I think I would remember that. But um, I, I want to avoid that. So I'm really committed to peaceful relationship with the wasps. So I need to manage my fear very actively to not startle them, to be very gentle. Because really, they're really delicate creatures. You know, they are capable of stinging, but they're also fragile. And I have the upper hand. I have two hands. I have uh, chemicals at my disposal. I have, you know, they they go dormant or sleep or whatever at night. They're very vulnerable to me should I wish to remove them or harm them. So I've had to evaluate 
how do I either coexist or remove them or, you know, wiping them all out is an option for me. They can't wipe me out. They can sting me a bunch of times and I could be hurt. Maybe I'd have to go get some anti-sting treatment or something, but most likely they're not going to make me expire. I'm the one who has that power. And so reframing is I don't want to, considering that I'm the one with the power in this dynamic, um, even though I feel afraid of them because they might hurt me, um, how do I wield that power responsibly? And that includes like not wanting to be stung, like it's irresponsible to go be aggressive to these wasps just because I quote unquote hold the power. What is better or what I'm hoping is better and what seems to be working is to be respectful and gentle and curious. Um, I go out, I, I've named the queen uh, wasp who started the whole thing. Her name is Pretty. Um, I greet her in the morning when I, when I see her. She usually, she, in the beginning she was only waking up like about 10 in the morning, but since um, mornings have kind of started earlier, they've been rousing earlier. So I go out maybe about my second cup of coffee. They're kind of awake and moving and I'm like, hi pretty. And she looks at me and, and it, it feels like they're listening. Like I don't know what they hear. I don't know how wasps experience people. Uh, is it through chemicals and scents? Can they tell when we're agitated and angry? Can they feel the difference when we're calm and soothing and accepting? I'm gonna say yes. I'm gonna say that the danger to me will only come if and when my fear gets out of control and turns to a, a, aggression um, or terror. And so my job, my biggest job between coming and going is to remain calm. And that doesn't mean not moving quickly because I'll move in and out of there quite, now that, now that I'm accustomed to having wasps living there. And I got used to pretty and I know it, she doesn't appear to be aggressive to me in any way. Um, she's never buzzed me or flown at me or made any indication that that she's bothered by me coming and going out of my own front door, which is, you know, fabulous since I don't want to be like shut in or shut out of my place where I live. Um, and it seems that the newly emerged wasps have either decided on their own that I'm okay or because it's a hierarchical colony. You know, she's just like, yeah, she's cool. or trained or because of what we see in the media or whatever we take that fear and 
and let it become aggression. And when we are only focused on our own fear or our own emotional response, and I'm going to take use fear because this is the whole point of the wasp as an example, is that we can become aggressive and try to eliminate the thing that is making us scared. But there's a lot of ways the spirit can transform emotions. And another way is to take that fear and to become really very calm and centered and quiet and curious. And curiosity is an amazing tool to manage emotions. If you can let your mind constantly question your emotions, not like with doubt, but with curiosity, like what is this? What's causing this? What can we do differently? What do you want to try? How can we be peaceful? Um, in this kind of pro problem solving mode, now your mind has become a tool to navigate a situation with which you may not have um, experience. I do not have any experience living with wasps. I try to avoid wasps at all. Last year, when I first moved in here, um, I had a colony of wasps out in the, the internet box and I did the thing where I knocked the wasp nest down early in the morning and ran away. Um, that's like my experience with wasps. So I, when I lived in Vermont, we had wasps in the barn. Lots and lots of wasps in the barn. Um, and the only way that I dealt with that was I opened up their barn doors on both sides and let the birds go in and out and that kind of took care of the problem. <laughs> there was a lot of wasps and they were flying up around the front door of the house and everything there and it was just kind of like dash out the door. Um, I did not have this experience where I have basically had a wasp choose to live right there. It kind of like, like she knows that I'm here. So she's built there anyway and that's just an odd thing to me. So the curiosity part of me is like, why is this happening and what can I learn from this? How do I want to approach it? Because I don't Wasps are having a hard time along with uh, bees and some other insects in the world that we live in right now. Um, I did a little bit of reading on it and I just want to say that I don't want harm to come to my wasps. I feel ownership and protective of her and her little colony. and. Our fear as humans living in a world that we no longer understand from a natural standpoint because we live so separated from nature is to eliminate anything that makes us feel afraid so that we never have to feel it. And I, I want to say that the only hope that we have of continuing to live in this world peacefully and and not decimate it environmentally because that decimates ourselves we rely on nature 
That's the only way that we exist. What we see as nature or natural is out there, is other. The trees are other, the birds are other, the butterflies are other, the bees are other. Is, is a wrong way of thinking. We are connected together to all of these systems that are interrelated. And if the bees fail, we're gonna fail. If the insects fail, if they do not survive, we are not gonna survive because they pollinate. And so letting the wasps live here and learning a little bit about how fragile they are in our environment right now. And coming to terms with my own kind of visceral reaction of self-protection because I don't want to be stung. Therefore, I have to eliminate the wasp nest. So the thing, I don't want to be stung, that's a true thing. The conclusion is that the only way to not be stung is to eliminate the wasp nest. That's where the challenge is. That's what I'm challenging. Because what if there's another way to not be stung? What if the way to not be stung is to find a way to live peacefully, to coexist with the wasps living in my threshold? And what if the greater message is that we need to find a way to coexist and to care for and to protect all levels of life on our planet if we're gonna survive? And the way that we think about it, the solutions that we think we found, we need to challenge those and find a better way. So that's been another episode of Wendy's those things that has been on my mind. I hope you all have a good week and I will talk to you again next week. Thanks for listening. This has been another episode of Wendy's Does Things.